0: Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 Rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning.
1: We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler-free, so we welcome fans new and old to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows.
0: Currently, we're on season two. I'm your host, Jess Savanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now, let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season two, episode 13, Animal Pragmatism. It originally aired on February 10th, 2000, and had 5.28 million viewers.
1: I'm really glad you were the one that had the intro there because I definitely did not know how to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it starts out in this college classroom and we see the professor is talking about animal mating habits and Phoebe is sitting there in the class making eyes at another guy and he's talking about how an animal must get the attention of the mate it desires and then there must be a sign that the interest is mutual. And he goes on and the girls behind Phoebe are all whispering to each other and laughing. And Phoebe goes, what's up with my study group having fun without me? And they're like, sorry, Phoebe, you looked busy. And, you know, obviously talking about the guy that she was staring at, and they're laughing about it. And then the professor gives an assignment and says that he'll see them all next week. And Phoebe notices that the girls have a book in their hand. And she's like, is that a book of love spells? And the redhead girl said, yeah I found it in the Valentine's Day display at the campus bookstore and the brunette girl says it's stupid and the blonde girl says that it's not so there's three other girls <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the redhead says we just figured since we're dateless this year maybe it'll give us some laughs and Phoebe's looking in the book and laughing and she tells them that the spell is all backwards and tells them how it would be done correctly and kind of rewrites the spell and they all kind of stare at her like why does she know this and Phoebe's like uh I'm doing a paper on the growing popularity of witchcraft and then she invites them to a party at p3 tomorrow night and they tell her that they'll be there and then she walks up to the guy from earlier and invites him as well
0: yeah so Phoebe is officially a college student loving it (laughs)
1: I know I'm so excited about it I love the whole Phoebe going to college era it's giving me so much like I'm just so excited for her future like I want to know what she ends up doing with her degree or if she finishes this time
0: yeah or even what her degree is going to be because at this point we don't even know what her major is
1: yeah I know like I'm I don't even know what this class is
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking the same thing
1: sort of weird like (laughs) we're going to talk about different types of mating no I'm sure it was just the lesson but I wonder what the class is honestly
0: yeah I'm also wondering um because one thing I noticed okay so like Phoebe's in college right but like we know Phoebe's older like Phoebe is in college age but like are the students she's interacting with like 19 and if so why is like this woman in her mid-20s flirting (laughs) with a 19 year old like I have questions oh my god that's so true
1: on top of that inviting them to a bar is like yeah like are they even old enough to go to a bar like i don't know we don't have any of those answers wow like are they all
0: seniors because if not i don't think they can get into this bar like
1: (laughs) right if she's in a freshman class well i don't know how it works because i don't really go to college well i think
0: phoebe already did some credits so she's probably either a sophomore or a junior but oh, yeah, still, true. like, only really, like, some juniors and seniors are over 21. Yeah. Unless they, like, all went back to school, which doesn't feel especially, realistic.
1: Yeah, especially they all looked pretty young. Like, even the guy she was making eyes at, he had, like, quite the baby face. hmm I think. So, I, I, yeah, I can't imagine that they're old enough. I didn't even, it didn't even cross my <laughs> mind, though.
0: Because it's like, uh, Phoebe, I don't think you should be promoting underage drinking at your club. That's a real <laughs> good way to get P3 shut down and piss off Piper.
1: Seriously, it's a good way to, like, lose all of your money. That's what your main income is right now.
0: Yeah, literally, no one else has a job.
1: I know. Like, damn. But... Overall, cute to see Phoebe in college, already making friends and meeting people. I wish yeah. I was as, like, personable as Phoebe is. I it's know. Kind of, it's, I'm kind of jealous about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not a personable person. I don't just talk to, like, random people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can I can do it somewhat easily, but I, I never go out of my way to do it. Like, more often yeah. than not, I try to avoid most people. <laughs> Same. I don't even know why. Uh, anyways, anything else to add about that scene?
0: Um, I mean, not really. It's just setting up the idea of the love spell, um, which will come up later. All right. So then we're in a dorm room or like some kind of campus apartment and it's nighttime. And there's a pig, a snake, and a bunny all on a carpet. And there's a circle drawn around them and a pentagram and some candles And we see the three girls that Phoebe was talking to in class are all there. And the brunette asks if they can turn some lights on and the others are like, no, like that would spoil the mood. Then they all like join hands together. And Tessa, who we find out is the brunette's name is worried about them hurting the animals. And the blonde tells her, it's just a joke spell. It's just supposed to be for fun. And she's like, but you could choose to turn any animal into a man and you chose a pig. Tessa says it's widely known that pigs are the most intelligent species. That's why she chose it. And then the blonde blonde is like, well, then we all know why Andrea, which is like the redhead's name, chose the rabbit. And they all start making jokes about this. And then they start the spell and nothing happens. And Tessa's like, okay, that was fun. Can I go now? And then Andrea remembers the, the spell, the words were all wrong. And she pulls out the recording she made during class and plays it and when Phoebe's voice says it there's like this smoke effect that appears on the screen and the girls all scream as the animals turn into men and they stand up and there's just these three naked guys in the room now. So I thought
1: that was pretty smart the way that they had it like Andrea was recording the lecture and Phoebe said it and that's how they turned into animals or I mean humans because I was wondering like how would they have made it happen because you can't really say spells if you're not a witch so yeah that was exactly
0: yeah yeah no that that definitely worked for me and you know just the overall mood of this scene it was fun we're getting to see a little bit of each of the girls personalities which will come up later in the episode so this scene works for me
1: yeah andrea the redhead seems to be like the more sporadic all over kind of always looking for fun one well, Tessa seems to be the really nervous like put together nerdy girl kind of thing and I guess the blonde girl somewhere in between
0: <laughs> yeah that's how I was kind of feeling too
1: all right so may I just say rabbit and snake so fine <laughs> they picked such fine men to play those characters <laughs> just had to point that out
0: it's funny because like i know the actor who plays snake because i've seen him in other things and i always like i'm like oh yeah it's that guy i remember he appeared in charmed
1: (laughs) i don't it's weird because every time i see him he looks familiar like i know i've seen him act in other shows before but i can't really like put my finger
0: on it um he was in an episode of Buffy, that I know definitively, but I know I've seen him in other things too, just kind of like guest starring.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that seems to be his <laughs> role most of the time. But anyways, other than that, I feel like it was mostly just plot, cute little scene. So then we have our theme song, and then it's the next morning in the manor at the kitchen, and we see Piper's cleaning up the kitchen when Prue walks in. Piper says, well, it's a weekday and Phoebe Halliwell is already at campus, while Prue Halliwell, master of the morning meetings, sultan of scheduling and queen of, and then Prue walks up behind her and tells her to cut it. And Piper asks how it feels and Prue says that it's amazing and that she's going to do nothing today. Piper's like, really, Prue, you know, nothing entails physically doing nothing, thinking about nothing, and worrying about nothing, as opposed to your sister here, who is so in the middle of something. And then tells Pru that she's worried about Valentine's Day because Dan wants to have dinner, and then Pru brings up Leo and says, you know, I mean, he is mortal now, doesn't that change things? Then Pru says to Piper that she's with her whatever and whoever she chooses. Super cute.
0: Yeah, I love this scene. Um, I really like their interaction with each other, you know, kind of the teasing, the normal sister stuff that's going on, as well as like Prue being supportive, because I think that even though we all know that Piper's kind of made her choice in Dan, it's very clear that there's still feelings there for Leo and she's feeling conflicted about it. So I like that Prue is like teasing her, but also providing that support of like, you know, no matter who you choose, like, I'm there for you
1: exactly I mean they all understand that honestly at the end of the day it's a really difficult decision two men that she loved two that are really good guys like that's hard you know yeah really great guys and one of them has the advantage that he can be around all the time while the other one can't be around all the time but also she's able to tell everything to because he knows the secret so it it is I would be I wouldn't even know how to make a choice like that (laughs) be just as conflicted so poor Piper and I'm glad that Prue's there to kind of let try to lighten up the situation and let her know that hey I'm here for you no matter what
0: yeah exactly and I also like the way that this um scene is kind of really reflecting uh Prue's personality and the fact that as we're gonna see throughout the episode like it's really hard for Prue to just like chill and do nothing
1: yeah yeah I kind of love that too because she's so used to as we've mentioned several times she's like the busy bee always about work always has been from the start and now here she is for the first time unemployed and we get to see how she handles that situation so I'm excited to talk about that too
0: yeah and it's also one of those things like for me because I remember like during COVID like when people weren't working and stuff like I remember for a lot of people it was like making them like oh, like, I feel like I need to do something. I feel like I need to do something. Like, I was thriving. I was just chilling. Like, I enjoyed every minute of not working.
1: <laughs> I know. It sucks because I'm genuinely, like, that's who I am, too. I'm, like, a lazy person at heart. It's so bad. Like, I'm a hard worker. I work every day. But, like, if I had the choice to sit in bed and do nothing all day, I would do that in a heartbeat. no exactly best time for me as well like that was (laughs) amazing
0: like luckily you know I wasn't sick I was able to just stay home like so it was very like good like I thrived in that environment I was just like watching tv hanging out reading like doing little enjoyable things laying outside tanning you know like normal great behavior
1: I know you get to like you got I feel like that was free and got to enjoy yourself I even started painting like I don't paint you know (laughs) (laughs) but I loved it it was so much fun but anyways yeah Peru is obviously not that type of person or maybe she could be she just doesn't she's not there yet you know she's never had to she's never had that experience before
0: yeah maybe it's something she has to like adapt to So then we cut back to that college dorm room and Tessa's in the living room with the guys and they're all being just like a lot. And Snake says, you two are still acting like nothing's changed. Like you're still trapped in the confines of your cages behaving like animals. And Tessa's like, well, that's what you are. And he says, not anymore. We've been given a gift thanks to you. It's time to take it out for a test drive. See what the world looks like from up here. Tessa tells them that they can't. She's like, I mean, you have to stay here. And they don't listen to her. They all leave and they just walk out into the hallway naked and people are staring. And then they walk up to the guy that we saw that Phoebe was kind of like making eyes at in class and he's holding a laundry basket and they like knock him on the floor and steal his clothes after he like makes comments about them being naked.
1: <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. The way they just like shoved him out of the way <laughs> Like it was such a bully move. It's just like this poor guy just trying to do his laundry. And he seems very nice too, by the way.
0: Yeah, he does seem like a nice guy.
1: So we're getting some, you know, alpha energy from snake over here and see that there this obviously is going to not go as planned.
0: Yeah, exactly
1: so then we move to p3 and we see piper walking in carrying a giant heart made of roses and there's a bouquet on the bar and she asks who they're for then leo pops up from behind the counter and says that they're for her and he tells her that they were the best he could do and says i just wanted you to have something to mark the day um and she says that she has something for his to for him too but it's just his first paycheck and he says, looks like after everything, I'm still working for the Charmed Ones. And she asks how he's doing with everything. And he says, I'm kind of making it up as I go. And says, Piper, if, I'm, if me being here is awkward for you, she says, no, um, what's there to be awkward about? And then they kind of have a weird look at each other. And he goes to get back to work. And then Dan walks in with like a huge arrangement of roses, just totally like <laughs> making Leo's flowers look like dog shit um and Piper's like what are those I thought we were gonna wait until tonight and he's like you're right I should take them back and she's like don't you dare give them to me and tells him that they're beautiful and they give each other a hug and then Leo walks out from the back and says or and Dan sees him and he's like Piper is there something you wanted to tell me she's like not that I know of not realizing that Leo's out there and then they break apart and Leo comes up And Dan's like, you never mentioned he was here. And Piper said, Leo's here (laughs) (laughs) and starts laughing like awkwardly. And then she tells him that she meant to and she's sorry, but he's just here helping out. And Dan says, with what exactly? And she's like, you know, a handyman, busboy, bar back security type stuff. He needed a place to stay. And it's really not a big deal, Dan. And he says, that's just the point it is. When you were sick, you called out his name, not mine. And I was right there with you. When he's around, you're different, we're different. How do you want me to handle that? And she says, I don't know. And to tell you the truth, if the situation were reversed, I don't know how I would feel. But I do know how I feel right now. And he says, how do you feel? She says, like for the first time in a very long time, I'm actually looking forward to a Valentine's Day dinner and you're the reason. And then they kiss each other and they hug. And Leo looks over while he's, like, hanging up the heart and sees them and looks kind of sad about it. Yeah. So this is, like, such a horrible situation when you think about it realistically. I mean, it's kind of really a struggle for all of them. Mm -hmm. Like, poor Dan. Think about it. If I was with somebody that I really liked and they're constantly, like, when we started, there was still something going on with your ex, and then you say his name like in your sleep or whatever. Not an, obviously, they have a different situation. It's because he mm-hmm. saved her life, but Dan doesn't know that. Like, say all that was going on, and then all of a sudden he's back and he's hanging around your club, probably hanging around your family still more. Like, it's I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what am I here for? Like, I I'd be out the door. I'm sorry. But like my competition is right in front of me and you're obviously like still giving him the time of day. Like I could I could not I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean honestly like I remember in previous watches I used to like not fuck with Dan but like I really empathize with him in this watch because like being in Dan's position like I don't even know how I would react but I know that I would not be as calm and collected as him like I don't think I could I don't think I'm capable I don't
1: get it like he keeps himself so calm about it like I would have lost my mind by now I would have either left or I really would have said something like flipped out Because, I mean, think about it. He's making it very clear in the nicest way possible that this makes him uncomfortable and it worries him. And Piper really doesn't give him any explanations or anything at all. You know, it's really Mm -hmm. not a big deal, Dan. Bitch. Like, (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, but Piper, what kind of answer is that? Um, And like, for me. I don't know how I would feel, but I can't wait to see you. Like, what?
0: But that's the moment I would have known, like, as Dan, that Leo was the one. Because there's a reason that you're not just telling him to go away. Exactly. Like, you don't just keep your ex around unless you still have feelings for them. I'm sorry. Like, people who are like, oh, I'm friends with my ex. I'm friends with my ex. No, you're not. I'm sorry, you're not. You're keeping them there because they're your shelf guy or your shelf girl. And you're going to go back to them one day. That's why.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's not... I think Dan knows that he's second choice, but to be fair, I'm sure we've all been in that position where even though we know something isn't working, it's hard to leave, you know, like maybe he's still like, I can understand why it's still difficult for him to just kind of get up and walk away. But at the same time, like, this yeah, I know, is like fairly fresh. And I feel yeah. like at this point, if it's not changing now, I'd be like, well, you know, let me get out of the situation before it gets worse.
0: That's true yeah because I feel like even though like he is at the point where he's probably in love with Piper like it's still early in their relationship like it's not like oh we've been in this thing for a year like I'm already like so invested but I mean then again like Dan was moving very quickly for so for him it might feel like they've been together for so long and like he's really losing something if he walks away from this.
1: That's true it could also be like that and I'm sure that he still has that hope that like like, things could be different, like, maybe she'll realize that I'm the one for her and not him, and, like, has all those conflictions, but still, I don't know. Yeah, of
0: course, because I feel like even if you, like, in your heart know it, like, you never want to believe that you're the second choice, right? You're always gonna yeah. be, like, no, well, she's with me right now, right? She's gonna pick me, she's gonna pick me, exactly. even though everything, like, in the universe is screaming at you that, like, no, like, look what's happening around you. Exactly. Exactly
1: so there's a lot of confliction in his head and his heart same thing with Piper and then Leo on top of all that Leo's kind of chilling in the mix you know like he doesn't really have to care what Dan thinks but it's gonna hurt him to see Piper and know that like this is happening and he's obviously there fighting for her still like giving her flowers and things like that like it's yeah no I mean okay let's think
0: about like Leo's position like really for a second because like This is a man who was very much willing to give up his wings to be with her, right? Then he actually ends up losing them because he saved her life. Mm -hmm. And he told her he wants to be with her. And now he's watching her choose to be with someone else.
1: Like, that's so hard. It's how do you and it sucks because we know that he gets it we know that he understands piper's perspective and why you know why she's with dan right now and everything but at the same time that's super painful because he feels like he's given up a lot and he's still not willing to stay away from her and he's still willing to do what it takes to make her happy yeah i mean working for her obviously he needed a place and needed a job and whatever but even right there he's like if this is too much for you like let me know I don't want to like cross any boundaries like he's still at the same time being a very respectful guy mm-hmm. like so it's ah oh god this the strength in all of them right now is like <laughs> yeah like this is I wouldn't know what to do how to feel and if I was in any of their positions you know like and I can't mm-hmm. really blame any of them either like yeah they're all kind of just in a in a bad spot right now
0: yeah and I feel like if I didn't know Piper as well as I know Piper from having been with her so closely the last two seasons like I feel like I would judge her for this because I'm like well you're kind of like stringing Leo there you have Dan like it just feels like a lot but like I also know all the extra circumstances and kind of like why she's doing all this and how like this is so difficult for her so I really sympathize with all of them which is kind of crazy because I feel like in this situation like in real life you'd find someone to blame but like here it's hard to blame any of them because like I do think that Piper does genuinely have feelings for Dan and like she never really stopped loving Leo, but she kind of accepted that they were never going to be able to be together. But now that they do have that opportunity, she's like, well, I already have this thing going with Dan. Why couldn't this have happened, you know, six months ago before Dan and I got into this relationship? Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to blame
1: her for this. And I feel like, like you said, in the past I have or in the past I didn't really care for Dan or whatever but now that we're really analyzing it and looking into it this time around like I kind of see everyone's perspective and like you said it's it's kind of impossible to find someone to blame here yeah and definitely the way that this episode ends I want to have a conversation again about who we think it's going to end up, you know. Yeah. being at the end of the
0: day. Definitely. So then we're at the manor, and Prue's on the couch, and she's making a phone call to one of her friends, who she finds out is at work, and then she starts kind of just moving a vase back and forth on the mantle, using her powers. Then the phone rings, and she starts to answer it. She's like, Prue, Hallowell, hello? And it's Phoebe calling from school, and she's like, you know, how's the life of leisure going? And Prue says, it's great. I don't know why you ever gave it up. You know, Phoebe says that only the house is only big enough for one homebound Hallowell. Then she says she's on her way to class, but wanted to know if Brooke or Andrea or Tessa called. Prue says no, and she says that that's weird. They never showed up for our section today. Then she notices like the pig guy is flipping out at the guy at the hot dog stand, and then like picks up all the hot dogs and like throws them and is like, "Be free, my brothers!" and like all this stuff. And Phoebe's laughing. And then Prue asks if Phoebe wants to meet for lunch or after class, they could go to the gym or something. And that's when Phoebe notices that Rabbit is attacking some girl. So she hangs up on Prue. Then she walks over and like taps on Rabbit's shoulder. And she's like, hey, is there a problem? And when she touches him, she gets a premonition of a guy biting a girl's neck. Then he turns around and like goes to like punch Phoebe in the face and she ducks and knocks him over with a kick. Then he runs away and she goes over to the girl and asks if she's okay. And when the girl says that she's fine, Phoebe chases after him. But when she gets to him, he's like jumped up a wall and they stare at each other for a second. And then she runs, he runs away and then she goes in the opposite direction.
1: So obviously something suspicious going on at this point to Phoebe. I mean, this guy just jumped over this really big wall in like the blink of an eye I mean, technically, Phoebe didn't see the jump, but she was right behind him, and when she got there, he was on top of this wall. I would be lost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then we obviously see Prue starting to have her difficulties uh, not being in the work life anymore, her being, like, not able to answer the phone calls like she normally does, and (laughs) her basically (laughs) begging Phoebe to hang out with her, like...
0: (laughs) I feel like I kind of had the opposite problem like you know how Prue like goes to answer her phone is like Prue Hallowell like I feel like when I go to answer the phone like at work I'm like yo yeah I know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm always prepared to be like what's up or like hey and I have to yeah. do this whole long like thing and I have two different jobs so when someone calls one place I'll like almost say the name of the other place that I have <laughs> to answer the phone so it's yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with that <laughs> Honestly though, I think I, I am like that where I do have that problem because I'll even it's so weird, but I'll go to drive-throughs and when I was a hostess, like every day I was answering phone calls all day long. And I was getting so used to it that like I would pull up to a drive-thru window and they like they'd be like, Hey, how can I help you? And I'd be like, I'd be like, Tony D's, what can I do for you? <laughs> like I almost I almost, like, I said it one time, and I almost said it so many times, like,
0: I, <laughs> it,
1: it gets stuck in your head really easily, but that's just me, and I guess Prue.
0: Yeah, definitely, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about just what happened between Rabbit and that girl that he was, like, attacking, so I feel like this show is going to make way too light of that situation when it comes up again later. Like, they're just kind of like, I mean, they haven't said it yet, but whatever. Spoiler to later in the episode when they're like, oh, there was some drunk frat guy like harassing a girl. Like, that should have been a bigger deal than it was. Yeah. Like, it
1: what? Definitely should have. <laughs> they kind of breeze through that really quickly. Like, like it was nothing but I mean this girl was in broad daylight being attacked like
0: and the fact that like Phoebe's the only one who seemed to like give a fuck about it too like there were lots of people around
1: that's what I was thinking too like how is Phoebe the only one that tried to stop this I mean it was it was pretty it was honestly pretty fucked up like the situation and they were pretty light about it and I yeah that was kind of weird
0: to me and like part of I think what's upsetting about it is that it is kind of realistic like there there are these types of issues on college campuses right where there is like a culture of like harassment and all this kind of stuff going on and like people not doing enough to respond to it so I think like the show depicting it like yeah it's kind of realistic but it's really like awful that they're not making more of a comment on it they're just like oh he's just some drunk frat guy like can we not excuse like drunk frat guys for what they do or like drunk any guys for what they do yeah no I, I totally
1: agree it was it definitely should have been acknowledged a lot more I mean I appreciate that they had Phoebe defend her but aside from that they didn't really comment about it and nobody else came to her aid and the girl like it was kind of sad the way the girl after was like oh yeah I'm okay and just leaves like like it was so natural yeah. you know Like, well, these things just happen to us, doesn't it? Like, it's, that's so horrible. She was, like, really, like, I'd be like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe that someone just did that to me, you know? Like, in the middle of the day outside, like, how did that even happen? I'd be kind of, like, freaked out about it and stressed out. Yeah, the girl was kind of very casual. Like, yeah, like, (laughs) I'm fine. And just walked away like damn you just got full-on attacked like what yeah like is this just a daily thing it's horrible
0: yeah it's it's really bad that it's just like again treated so casually and like there's not really much follow-up or reaction to it at all
1: exactly so unfortunate but we're here to acknowledge it for all of our listeners (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so now we are at p3 and prue is walking in and sees piper making decorations and they kind of make some jokes with each other and then prue asks her if she needs help with anything and piper's like what happened to doing nothing and prue's like i'm finished (laughs) i was like you can't finish doing nothing and then she's like so how do you know when you're done and then Piper kind of moves on and starts telling her about the gift that she got Dan and says that it's a book on San Francisco architecture and she's like I know I know it's a little too impersonal for Valentine's Day but and Pru's like no no it shows that you know him it's perfect for him what did you get Leo she's like Leo but should I tonight and Prue's like yeah then Phoebe comes running down the stairs and she's like okay guess what I saw on Phoebe TV and Piper says, no, not a premonition. It's Valentine's Day. Can't there be some sort of supernatural day off? And Prue asks what she saw, and then she tells him about the guy and her vision, and Piper says, biting or kissing? It's that time of year. It could have been kissing. Then Phoebe starts to kind of question herself a little, and she's like, well, maybe. And Piper's like, most people kiss on Valentine's Day. Except, of course, for witches, you know, Witches don't get to get Valentine's day because something always comes up. Per says, OK, so maybe it was just some fat guy and his chick of the moment. Oh, my God, that's so disgusting. Yeah. Yikes. And then Phoebe says, yeah, maybe it just wasn't very clear. And then I followed him and I think he jumped over this wall. And she's like, well, there was a ladder pretty close. And Piper says, Phoebe, come on. Doesn't anybody care that I have dinner plans tonight with Dan? And holds up the book. And Phoebe's like, oh, honey, is that what he got you? I mean, it's nice and all. It's just a little impersonal. And then Piper groans and puts her head down on the book. Phoebe's like, what did she get for Leo? What did you get Leo? And Piper throws the book at her, Throws a bow at her. It was really funny. I thought that was a sister moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, this scene overall was really good. I mean, like you pointed out, Cruz comment, ugh. but um, yeah, it was it was a little
1: grosser than I thought. Yeah, and Phoebe's like, yeah,
0: maybe, like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that was no, that's not
0: okay. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'll be the first to admit, like, I was in Greek life in college. I know what the culture is, but like, still, come on it's a gross line.
1: Yeah, no, that was definitely not good.
0: Um, but otherwise, I mean, okay, so the book thing, I have a question for you. So, like, I feel like Valentine's Day is all about getting impersonal gifts. Like, who's going out and getting the most thoughtful gift ever for someone for Valentine's Day?
1: Yeah, I don't think, honestly, I feel like Piper's gift is a little more personal, personal than usual gifts that people get on valentine's day i mean it's usually just flowers candy things like that but that's like what it's supposed to be you know like it's just exactly it's like a cheesy day you know
0: and like then, what did i get the person i like for valentine's day chocolate and a card like <laughs> yeah
1: literally i got for valentine's day i got chocolates and roses in a balloon like you know what i mean like it's
0: like you don't get people like these like that's more like what you get for like a birthday or like Christmas or something not Valentine's Day.
1: Exactly like it's not it's not supposed to be something personal I mean maybe maybe for them it's different. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know but I feel like you go all out for like the birthday or Christmas or you know what I mean like for gifts like that it's not Valentine's Day is more just like a cheesy day you get to enjoy together it's not doesn't need yeah. to be all
0: like for at some. the most the most personal thing you're gonna get someone for valentine's day is maybe like a nice like jewelry or something but you're yeah, not gonna exactly. get someone like you know the most thoughtful amazing gift for valentine's day
1: exactly i totally agree it felt a little weird but the whole situation like about leo and everything was funny
0: and it is But also like, why are they pushing that she gets something for leo they're not together just, just about to say that
1: They're both over there, like, why? Like, where's your gift for Leo? Where's your gift for Leo? Like, that's a bit fucked up, right? Like, if you get someone else a gift for Valentine's Day, is that not like low key cheating? Like, I'd be like, I
0: was thinking the same thing. Like,
1: yeah, let me get my boyfriend
0: and my ex both a gift for Valentine's Day.
1: That's so weird. Like, that's super weird. Like, I know Leo's around, but they're not together. Why would she get him something? And then later on, when it comes up again, in front of dan and everything i'll have more to say about what we were discussing before but i guess i'll just wait till we get there but yeah i think i felt that it was very weird that they both like thought it was so natural that she should get leo something like yeah because at this point like maybe if it was a fresh new relationship with dan still and things were still kind of being figured out with leo but like we're past that like you are in a committed relationship with dan and leo and you were like supposed to be done you know like and
0: also like leo made it very clear last episode like oh i'm gonna fight for you like wouldn't getting him a valentine be leading him on that he has a chance
1: yeah it's a little it's definitely a little fucked up but to be fair piper's over here thinking like really like you think i should yeah at least she was able to acknowledge that it's weird but both her sisters are telling her to get something so she's you know we'll see what happens yeah
0: no I'm (laughs) gonna be very real with all our listeners the only people I get valentine's for are very close friends family members and the like my love interest or whatever yeah
1: exactly that's the only person that's gonna get something from me for valentine's day I mean my grandma sends me a card (laughs) and my mom used to get us gifts when we were like little but why I I don't know you know like
0: I mean like I get like a thing of chocolates for like my mom for ash for aunt you know what I mean because they're like my family that I know I'm gonna see on that day and like (laughs) if I make like a couple of times I've like made friends or made plans with friends on Valentine's Day then I got them like chocolate or something
1: right like Like if I'll do like a Valentine's Day type thing with my friends then I'll get them like something small like that too
0: But I'm not out here just like giving like, oh, like my friends or like people I like used to talk to like Valentine's.
1: (laughs) I know. Like, let me get a gift for all of my exes and everyone I've ever spoken to in my life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) definitely felt off. But overall, that was like a really cute sister moment. I think generally, I liked the conversation between them. Felt nice to me. Felt natural.
0: Yeah, and I like, you know, Piper kind of be like, come on, like, I have Valentine's Day plans, like. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Phoebe's whole reaction, too. It's funny.
0: So then we're in the hallway of the dorm, and Andrea, Brooke, and Tessa are all walking together. Tessa's upset that they missed their class section and, you know, that the spell worked. Andrea wants them to all go find their dates. Tessa thinks that they need to turn them back. And Brooke says, chill, we'll just wait until midnight and they'll turn back on their own. And then Andrea opens the door to their room. Inside, we see that the guys are sitting on the couch holding the spell book. Snake asks what this means. Andrea says, it's a spell, that's what made you human. Then Rabbit holds up his hands. We see that his fingers are turning into like claws and he's like, yes, but for how long? And he jumps up and seems really upset. And Snake's like, he asked you a question. Brooke says, 24 hours, but now it's more like 12. Snake stands up and he says, well, fix it. We've decided we'd like to stay this way. And Rabbit says, yeah, we're having fun. And he's like, weirdly sniffing Tessa's hair as he says this. And Andrea's like, sure looks like it. Now, am I wrong here, but aren't you supposed to be mine? And Snake's like, aren't you having fun, Andrea? You know, you could have much more fun if we had more time. And Brooke says that she might know how or at least know someone who might know how to make it last longer. She brings the flyer for the party over to Rabbit and says that Phoebe will be there tonight and that she's like the person who would know. And then Andrea's like, wait, I have the class roster. I know where she lives. And like, what? No. I don't know where my students live. They don't know where each other lives. Like, that's not a thing. weird. <laughs> Like, it never just lists someone's home address. That's super (laughs) a violation of your privacy, but okay.
1: I know, on the class roster, just for everyone to know. Like, Like, maybe if it
0: had, like, her home phone number or something, but, like, why would it have her home address?
1: Yeah. Also, why does she want to go there so bad? Like, just see her at the party. Like, that's mad weird if you just show up and you're like, hey, help us turn these guys, like, into humans (laughs) forever. Like, what?
0: Yeah, so weird. But then, okay, apparently they're just going to go to her house because Snake's like, show us the way. And Pig's like, we're going to eat, though, right? And Tessa's like, guys, I really don't think we should be messing around with this. And then Snake tells broken and Andrea to go ahead with Pig. And Rabbit grabs Tessa. And then Snake's like, now why do you have to be such a little troublemaker? And, like, grabs her as well.
1: Yeah, so, bit of a problem here. I feel like the girls first of all are acting way too calm about this like I first of all these guys are very obviously being creepy and scary and aggressive towards each other and the way that they grabbed Tessa and just kept going like that was nothing like I don't know if they're just used to that type of behavior from guys but super weird way too casual and they're just kind of going along with it like this is still some sort of game when obviously it's being problematic tess is the only one that's acknowledging it and on top of all that if i had just found out that like holy shit i can turn animals into humans like what like magic's real i'd be so much more focused on that i'd be freaking the fuck out i'd be like holy shit how did this actually just happen like i can't believe you guys are still standing here right in front of me and this is happening in front of my face like It'd be nice Yeah, no,
0: me. these girls' priorities are a little questionable. I mean, like, so what we're getting, gathering from this, right, is they, like, made these animals into people, hooked up with them, and then just, like, were separated from them all day. Now they're being, like, weird, they're being aggressive, like, all this stuff, like, and that's just, like, super casual, super normal. Like, let's go bring him to our friend's house. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very,
1: very unrealistic and like weird to me like hopefully I would hope no one would actually act like this and also yes they're attractive but if I turned an animal to a human I would feel so weird hooking up with them you know like I'd be like well you're technically not a person like you really are just a fucking house pet like I would feel like that's bestiality and I don't think (laughs) I could do it I yeah to get myself to go through with that
0: yeah no the morals of this are very questionable <laughs> yeah. um because it's also like okay you like cast a love spell on somebody which is already like rapey but they're also not human so there's that aspect of it as well <laughs> but then they're also like the rapey ones like there's a lot going on here and like when you really think too deep into it it's just like what the actual fuck should I, yeah, I should even be my like emotional response to this
1: <laughs> I know like how are we supposed to think that this is real or normal I mean is this just classic college
0: like <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly when I was in college every other weekend this is what I was doing so totally relatable
1: <laughs>
0: totally understandable
1: no yeah this is definitely super weird but you know for plot's sake we go along with it as we always do yeah but also like I'm
0: really scared like in this moment I feel like if I was a first-time viewer I'd be like really scared that they were gonna kill Tessa
1: that's what I was just about to say like I'm kind of nervous for Tessa right now like what what are they gonna do to her
0: (laughs) and like I couldn't imagine seeing these guys acting so aggressively so rude like all this stuff and then leaving them alone in a room with my friend no that's so messed up like these girls are not good friends not at all.
1: That's terrible. And then we'll see in the next scene when they get to the manor like that's when they start to show a little concern and it's kind of like well, fuck you guys where was this when you were leaving and it was right in front of your eyes. But no they literally. Grabbed her. Like Andrea looked back and saw and like smiled. Like yeah, even though Tess has made it very clear multiple times how uncomfortable she is with this whole situation. Like what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. People? Never, I would never talk to these people again.
0: No, definitely not. Like, they would no longer be my roommates. I would be moving out that same day. That's
1: what I'm saying. So now we are at this store, and Piper and Phoebe walk in with coffees. And Piper thanks Phoebe for keeping her company. And Phoebe's like, oh, better here than at the club with Prue. The boredom has turned her into the demon of decoration. (laughs) And then they stop in front of the Valentine's Day cards And Piper says, why don't they make a card that says, you used to be my white lighter and now your wings are clipped and you're sleeping in my club. And Phoebe says, or how about you snooze, you lose and now I'm getting naked with the neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) And Piper hits her in the arm. And then they start looking through cards and Phoebe notices the same spell book that the girls had in school and points it out to Piper. And then she's like, we are so in right now. And Piper's like, We are not in, love is, and this stuff gives people hope that they can find it. And Phoebe's like, yeah, the problem is people think they can get into magic without dealing with the consequences. Then Piper says, but this stuff, none of it's like in the Book of Shadows. I mean, for one thing, it doesn't really work. Normal people can't make this work, right? And then Phoebe kind of has a realization, um, and she says, not without a little help. Um, And then she says, I need to go call Prue. I think I need her help with something. And Piper's like, something to do, she'll be thrilled. And Phoebe runs off and Piper goes back by the cards and she sees one that says, for you always. And she goes, now that's a card. Then she picks up one that says to a dear friend and she takes it. And then the camera moves over and we see Leo in the next aisle holding that same card that says for you always. And he takes it. So meant to be.
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> the fact that like the, they both are touched by the same card, I'm like soulmate shit.
1: Like, I know, seriously. Like, ugh. and he's there picking out a card for her too, but like, tell me he didn't hear that entire conversation. Like,
0: <laughs> that's what I was wondering though, because I was kind of like, oh, like, did Leo overhear this?
1: Yeah, like he's right there in the next aisle,
0: but he definitely wouldn't have seen her holding the card, so he doesn't know which card she picked. So that's why. Oh, no, I, like, I know. I
1: just meant the whole that conversation part, like, about like, yeah.
0: But yeah, no, like <laughs> that part, I'm like, oh, and also like that she's there picking out a card for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. And she, and he's there picking out the card for her and they both pick up the same one, but it's just too cute.
0: Yeah. Also, I really like that card. Like if someone got me that card, I'd be like, okay, perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, like, I agree with them. It's a very sweet card.
1: Like that's cute. But also, like, do they not see each other? Like, they both grab the card and walk to checkout, no? Like, <laughs> within two seconds of each other? Like, are they not in line right behind each other?
0: <laughs> Good question.
1: <laughs> but anyways, I guess it doesn't really matter. But here, at least Phoebe's starting to kind of put it together. What happened? It felt a little like, okay, like, that's a leap. But, you know, it's fine.
0: Yeah I didn't really get how she thought it yet either like I feel like they could have waited until a couple scenes later. Yeah exactly. For her to realize but you know whatever she had to pick up on it somehow.
1: I try to think of it like when moments like this happen I try to kind of excuse it as like okay well maybe because of their powers and their witches and destiny or whatever like they just have this really strong intuition and kind of learn to listen to themselves when it happens and that's kind of how so we'll just call it that i guess
0: yeah i i could chalk it up to that so then we're back at p3 and piper walks in and the club is totally empty she notices there are like little rose petals on the floor and it all leads to this curtain and behind the curtain there's this fancy table all set up and dan is there And he's like I'm sure this will ruin the dinner that I'm going to buy you tonight but and she's like you're so sweet and there's like a wine that he found that was named Piper so that like that's why he picked it out and he's like this is our first holiday granted the holiday invented by Hallmark but first it's just the same and like he kind of like holds up two glasses for them and they like clink them. And she hides the card she has like kind of behind her back and he's like, Oh, is that for me? And then he like takes it and opens it and like Piper just looks super nervous. And it says to a dear friend on Valentine's Day, he's like, Piper, it's good to know that you're deeply in like with me. And then he's like, it isn't for me. It's for Leo, isn't it? And she looks down and she's like, What do you want me to say? He's like, How about no? (laughs) she's like Dan you read it read it again it says to a friend and I'm sorry but I'm not interested in ending that particular friendship and you know Dan's like I'm not sure that's all he sees it as she's like I come with a past we all do it's a package one I would like to share with you but you can't pick and choose you get all of me and he says do I and then she says she has to work and she'll see him tonight and he says fine and leaves so I'm totally on Dan's side in this scene. I'm sorry. That's but what like... I'm
1: saying. Like, Piper, what do you mean? Like, you, how are you going to defend yourself? Like, like, what do you want me to say? It says that he's to a friend and I don't want to end that friendship. That's so sus, bitch. And on Valentine's Day, like, you're getting him, like, right in front of Dan, you're showing him that you got another man, your ex, a gift on Valentine's Day that would be the end for me that would be the end and at least yeah. he showed a little more anger here but still Dan so casual for what for what yeah like, that was actually really fucked up on Piper's part When you think about it I would be pissed
0: yeah and like honestly like I feel like the way Dan reacts is pretty close to how I would react in like this type of situation because I feel like you really do want to give the person the benefit of the doubt so you're kind of like trying but like everything she's saying is just getting more and more suspicious
1: it just sounds worse and worse like her defense is really dumb you know
0: and like Dan's totally in the right he's like you know I don't think that Leo sees it as a friendship like Dan is right Leo does not see it as a friendship exactly and she's like, Obviously oh, I have a past. It's not time. your past if you guys are still fucking hanging out all the time. He's leaving, living at your club. Like, Yeah, it's not past. It's present. This is the I present,
1: mean. babe. Like, this is happening right now. Before our eyes. Like, Piper could have done a little better there, I think. Yeah. She could have been a little... She should have been way more understanding on Dan's perspective.
0: hmm
1: And kind of doesn't. Like, she just kind of jumps to defend herself. And it makes me feel really bad for Dan because poor guy like it's really not fair to him
0: yeah and I feel like this is one of those situations where like okay if we were watching the show right and Piper was the guy and Dan was the girl and this was the situation that was happening we would hate Piper so much as a guy acting like this
1: exactly we'd be like what an asshole you know and Nobody seems to see it that way for Piper. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the first few watches, I never really noticed it because I guess I was kind of always rooting for Leo, but realistically, I don't know. I, like, Piper's pretty fucked up here.
0: Yeah, like, I really can't support what she's doing here, and, like, i i also do feel bad because i feel like she's being kind of pushed into it like her sisters were like oh what are you getting leo what are you getting leo like you have to get something for him so like they're kind of encouraging this bad behavior but like she's still acting in this way and it's like if you and leo are really friends like act like friends don't get him a valentine don't like have this stuff in front of dan like feed into it
1: like And there's so, there's so much that I would question at this point. Like, why didn't you tell me you guys were working together if it's not a big deal, you know? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me you were going to get him a gift or why did you get him a gift on Valentine's day? If nothing's going on, you know, like what, why did he get you flowers? Why all of this, you know? And I don't know. I, I really don't know how Dan's continuing on like this at this point
0: yeah because like there even are defenses like what if piper was the type of person who just gets everyone like a gift what if she'd gotten all her employees a gift her sisters everyone then it would be one thing but it's like no you went out of your way to just get leo a gift exactly and that's that's a bit much also though like okay one line of dan's i didn't like Um, was when he was like, oh, like, it'll ruin the dinner I'm gonna buy you tonight. Like, why do you need to bring up that you're gonna buy her dinner?
1: Yeah, I I guess, but I I didn't really- I don't know if he meant it, like-
0: I know he didn't, and it's not his character that I'm disliking, it's the writing there. I just didn't like that line. Yeah, like, the dinner
1: I'm gonna buy you tonight, like, okay. Like, okay. And it kind of sucks, too, because, like, it's very clear that he's, like, going- out of his way doing the most for her for valentine's day and i mean what did he get what did she get him a book like oh true i guess she'll give that to him later at dinner but like she didn't really do anything and he's like going crazy over here for her showing how much he cares and everything like
0: okay but also this might low-key sound like sexist but like isn't valentine's day more kind of for girls than guys no
1: it totally is but what I'm saying is he's just going out of his way like I didn't get my boyfriend anything on Valentine's Day, <laughs> <laughs> but he also like didn't go crazy you know like it was just like a little gift and then we spent we spent time together like it was yeah that's all we wanted you know it wasn't but Dan is like going ham over here and it does suck though because I feel like I feel like he's got this idea in his head and he's kind of trying to force it I think that's why he's moving things so quickly and kind of pushing things like I feel like Piper must feel a lot of pressure because he has put a lot of a lot on her in such an early amount of time even though he's been trying to be like laid back it's like saying she can move in doing the most it's like he's really desperate to get her attention it feels like yeah
0: you know what my other question is in the writing because I feel like this show is not very good with timelines um when Dan says that this is their first holiday together. but Valentine's Day is only six weeks after Christmas and like New Year's and stuff. but you guys have definitely been dating more than six weeks. Like you were definitely together Thanksgiving Christmas yeah. New Year's.
1: yeah, that's so weird. And they don't and they don't do uh, Thanksgiving Christmas or New Year's in this show at all.
0: Yeah, I know they don't do holiday episodes, but, like, they could still acknowledge that they were dating during that yeah, time like period. like, during a
1: holiday. Yeah, I didn't even realize that he said that.
0: I'm really curious, because I don't even know
1: how long they've been together for. I really yeah. You know?
0: But, like, okay, so we can assume they started dating, what, episode, like, seven-ish? Yeah. I think is when they kind of became official. And we can assume that was around October or November so like they were definitely together like maybe halloween definitely thanksgiving definitely christmas definitely new year's yeah and didn't they
1: wasn't the episode with um the the stone Mm -hmm. with misha collins yeah they were dating then right that was after yeah i think they were
0: Oh, yeah, and that was after Halloween. Because Phoebe was like, like, oh, that was the Halloween party two weeks ago. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that, I don't know, I was just trying to gauge, like, I'm pretty
0: sure that. So they've had plenty of holidays together. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't make any sense. Like, it could have been like, oh, this is our first, like, no, because, like, New Year's is also kind of a romantic holiday. Yeah. Like, no, like, this is not your first holiday together. They didn't have to say this at all. Maybe they didn't
1: spend those holidays together, but no, I don't know, you know. If I was
0: dating someone and they didn't spend New Year's with me, I would be pissed. Yeah,
1: exactly, right? Like, that's super weird, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Not the first thing in the show that hasn't, like, added up too well. Yeah. All right, so then we go back to the manor and rabbit just punches a hole through the window and opens the front door and brooke and andrea think that it's too much shocker i mean like duh (laughs) bitch like finally and snakes like rules like cages are meant to be broken and then they think the guys are acting crazy and andrea's like look tessa looked fine but if she's really not feeling well like you said we should go home or at least call her and snake says not yet we need phoebe And Pig peels some of, like, Snake's skin off, and Pig's hands kind of start turning into hooves, and they're starting to slowly change back into animals. And Andrea said, Tessa was right, we shouldn't have done this. Then Snake grabs her and bite her, and she passes out. And then Pig looks upset, and Rabbit grabs Brooke. And Pig's like, guys, stop, this isn't fun anymore. And Rabbit's like, yes, it is. And Snake says, next time you want a dangerous man, you might want to make sure he's not poisonous. And he bites her neck, and she passes out too. Then Pig asks if they're dead, like kind of concerned. And Snake's like, they will be, and he's over there crying. And then Rabbit asks if they need them and Phoebe for the spell. And he says, four hours until we turn back. Four hours until they die from the poison. I think that information might motivate this Phoebe to help us. And Pig is, like, freaking out at this point and says he wants to go home. And then they circle him, and Snake bites him, too. And he passes out, and then they laugh.
0: So, things kind of escalated pretty quickly. This, like, them just being, like, oh, they said that Tessa didn't feel good. Like, you believed them? Yeah, I know. Like, it, it
1: was a bit much. And just now, they're starting to think that this is a bad idea. Like, I mean, I kind of feel bad, but, like, also, you guys... Like, like well, you guys shouldn't have let it get this far, you know? Not that it's okay that this is happening to them, but, like, you guys, like, why would you allow them to come and break into somebody's house? Like, why why wouldn't you pay attention when Tess was freaking out and then all of a sudden just isn't there because she doesn't feel good? Come on, like...
0: Yeah, like, I do feel bad that, you know, like, they're getting attacked and they exactly. might die. Like, I, I'm worried for them. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you guys we're really doing too much to be on these guys sides like up until five minutes ago
1: exactly like you just two seconds ago decided that like maybe this isn't such a great idea which I not that it makes what's happening to you okay but like you guys should have kind of maybe tried to take action a little bit beforehand you know
0: Yeah, because I feel like if they, this had happened back at the apartment where they were attacked, like, I would have felt so much worse for them because I'd have been like, oh my god, they didn't deserve this, like, not not saying they deserve it, but, like, they really were just, like, doing too much to support them and, like, not recognizing the signs that these guys were evil early enough.
1: Yeah, like, you guys were, you guys are a little guilty here, too, you know? you're the reason they're after Phoebe and all of this, like, you're the reason Tessa got into this situation in the first place, like, why have you not, like, why, why are you so, why were you so quick to be on their side the whole time when they proved that they were fucking nutcases?
0: Also, wait, the fact that, like, they're, like, a snake I could see being an evil animal, right, but, like, why is the rabbit an evil animal?
1: <laughs> Dude, I know, the rabbit's, like, Making me think twice about them, damn. <laughs> like, cute little, cute little rabbit. Why? Like, barely so evil cute?
0: rabbit. Like, damn. I know.
1: Like, damn. So messed up.
0: But and then poor pig, you know, he was trying to do the right thing here.
1: <laughs> poor pig really is just uh, like a decent guy, a decent animal, I guess. Yeah, like he just wanted
0: to eat and hang out. <laughs> I know.
1: He just wanted to show. He was just along for the ride.
0: So then we're in the dorm hallway, and Prue and Phoebe walk in together. And Prue's like, since when do mortals cast spells that actually work? And Phoebe's like, look, I know that the book is probably a total cheese fest, but what if? I mean, the spell called for living objects, my premonition, and that guy who could leap tall buildings in a single bound? Something is wrong. I know it. And then a guy, like, walks past them in a towel, and Prue's like... Ooh, higher education. Maybe I need to come back to college to study something. Which again, how old is this guy? I know. Concerning, Prue, you're almost 30. But whatever. So then they bump into Ethan, which we find out is the name of that guy that Phoebe has a crush on from class. And Phoebe asks what happened to his head, because there's like a cut there. And he's like, oh, some drunk frat guy. And Prue's like, yeah, seems to be a lot of that going around. And Phoebe introduces the two of them, and he says that he just knocked on um, the girls' door and no one was home. He's like, I thought I'd give them a little hell for missing our section today. I mean, Andrea and Brooke would totally bail, but it doesn't really seem like Tessa, you know? Then again, it is Valentine's Day. Maybe they had something better to do. And Phoebe's like, do you? And then Prue's kind of like, oh, like, we need to go, whatever. And he tells Phoebe that he'll see her tonight, and she's all smiley. Then they go into the dorm room and like Prue makes a sex joke about their parents and like opens the door with their powers and then they go in and the room is totally trashed and like Prue kind of comments on this and Phoebe's like oh I don't think that they're the ones that did this. Then they find the spell book and they hear like crying coming from the closet and they find like Tessa and she's like in a cage and like gagged and everything. I wonder
1: why they bit andrea and brooke but not tessa
0: i was wondering the same thing
1: like um i guess it's because for
0: plot sake they needed tessa's help so she needed to be
1: true good point so i thought that was pretty cute the little interaction between phoebe and ethan um she's obviously a little into him and prue's comment kind of funny but also like you said like babe you're almost 30 like (laughs) let's calm down Aside from that, they're kind of beginning to put things
0: together. So then we're at the manor and all of a sudden it's nighttime, which this is one of those things where when we move forward to like a different portion of the day, I'm like, did they just not talk for the last five hours that they were together? (laughs) But whatever. So Phoebe and Prue are walking into the dining room with Tessa and they sit down at the table. And Phoebe's like, Look, Tessa, I know you've been through that what you've been through has been really hard but the only way we can help is if you tell us what happened. And she's like, there's no way you'd understand. And Prue says, you won't find two more understanding people in this particular instance. So she tells them about the spell and turning the animals into guys. And Phoebe asks if they did it from a spell in the book. And Tessa says, yeah, and we even played back the tape that we were recording in class so we could hear your corrections to the spell. But before we had a chance to chant the new version, there they were. And Phoebe realizes what happened and turns to Prue. Prue just asks Tessa what she thinks the guys want. She says she doesn't know and like blames herself. But Phoebe tells her that it's not her fault and that they'll fix it.
1: Yeah, I didn't really think about it that like that entire time they hadn't like now, just now Tessa's telling them what happened and it's like nighttime hours later.
0: Yeah. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) But also, I have so many questions about the timeline in this episode, which I'll get to later on, but also, okay, so we find out that there's four hours till the spell wears off, so it was 8 p.m., but also, like, it was daytime, like, there's just so many questions I have about time in this episode. Didn't make any sense, and it's not like it's summer
1: where it gets darker later or something like that.
0: Yeah, like, no, it was full-on daytime, and there were, like, four hours till the spell wears off, like, no.
1: Yeah, they should have kind of made that add up a little bit better. Yeah. All right, but now they have all the information and obviously figured out how this actually happened because of the recording. So then we are in the kitchen and Phoebe goes to get medical supplies and she hears something and she opens the pantry and the pig just falls out on top of her and his nose had like turned back into a pig nose and then Prue and Tessa run in, and Tessa said he was one of them, except he didn't look like that. And Prue says the spell must be wearing off. And then Phoebe's like, they're starting to look and act more like animals. And Prue says, if they killed one of their own, there's no telling what they're going to do or what they already have done to your friends. And Phoebe says, do you know what they want? And Tessa's like, you, they're having fun and they want to stay this way. And Andrea told them that you'd be able to help them. And Phoebe asks where they are, and Tessa tells them that they're at the party at P3. Mm -hmm. Piper's gonna be pissed.
0: True. She does not want you guys bringing your demon situations into her club. She's made that clear many times.
1: Yeah, she don't fuck with the demons at the club. (laughs) And then it cuts to, like, a little clip outside where Snake and Rabbit are, like, flagging down a car. And this guy pulls over and asks if they need any help. And they say that they're out of gas, and then they, like, attack and kill him, mad unnecessary. And then they open the trunk where the girls are and tell them that they have a new set of wheels
0: and kind
1: of go to move them into the other car.
0: Yeah. So again, I mean, both of these scenes are really just pushing the plot forward to get us to the scene at P3. Exactly. So then we're at P3, and Piper's behind the bar, and she's on the phone with Pru, and she's like, the place is full of snakes, how am I supposed to know pick out the right one? Did I mention I have dinner plans with Dan? Okay, you're five minutes away, okay, as fast as you can would be good. Then we see that Leo's standing behind her, and she turns to him. He asks her if everything's okay. She says, of course not, Pru and Phoebe have found a problem, two of them actually, and they're bringing their dates here. Leo's like, on the night when you have a date of your own, huh? And she's like, just earmark anyone looking for Phoebe. They're coming here to try and find her, and he nods. That's when Ethan walks up and asks for Phoebe, and Piper tells him she'll be there any minute and that he should go sit down and wait, so he does. Leo um, asks if he if that uh, Piper thinks that that's him. He said, She says could be. He says to let him help. And she says, no, Leo, thank you. But now that you've lost your wings, I don't want you to get hurt. And then he sighs and sees Dan walking in. So he walks away. Dan comes over to Piper and is like, are you my Valentine? She's like, I hope so, especially after. And he's like, today, well, tonight's tonight. And she tells him, wait, and he's upset. He's like, let me guess. It's something with your sisters, or maybe you'll be vague and just say something important's come up or my favorite of all time, it's a matter of life and death. She's like, actually, what I was going to say, if you would let me, is I'm running a little late, and could you please wait for me at the bar? And he looks down, because now he feels bad about flipping out on her, and she pats his shoulder and just, like, walks past. That's when we see Snake and Rabbit come in down the stairs, and they start grabbing people and asking if they're Phoebe, and they're kind of, like, sniffing the air and stuff. Then Phoebe, Prue, and Tessa walk in, and Leo approaches them. He tells them that Piper is de-stressing in the alcove, and they leave Tessa with him. Then Prue asks Phoebe how the spell is coming. She's like, it'd be a lot better if I could get my, my hands on a pinch of the salt of life. And Leo goes, we got the salt of margarita. Phoebe's like, I'll take it. Then Tessa asks Leo who he is, and he says he's just a friend then we see like the musician starts playing on stage and dancing and the guys are still going through the crowd while Ethan is sitting at the bar so
1: whole interaction with Dan comes back casual again like tonight again
0: Dan is just the most forgiving person out there he's like you know what tonight's tonight like we're good
1: yeah like I I can never props to him
0: I honestly Um, I feel like that's what I do in situations like you know a lot about my relationship our listeners don't but like I feel like that's how I act like I'll get mad about something and then a few hours later I'll just kind of be like you know what that was before this is now like I'm good like he just needs his moment to kind of like freak out and then he comes back like calm and collected
1: yeah I not very me (laughs) I need to I need to work things out work through things before I can just move on yeah Which is totally fair. I don't let people just piss me off and, you know, like, especially in a relationship, it's like, well, this is obviously a reoccurring problem. Like, I am going to talk about this with you and figure it out,
0: you know? Yeah, because that's the thing, too, because it's not even like this is, like, the first or second time this has come up. Like, it's kind of a recurring issue for them. So, like, and this is what I mean when I talk about, like, sometimes Dan and Piper have really poor communication in their relationship, which I feel like is the real issue in the relationship more so than the secret which I mean the secret is part of their communication issue but like the fact that neither of them can ever talk about their problems is the bigger issue
1: yeah it's definitely a problem but I do understand his little moment about like oh great like what is it this time this this and this like I mean Mm -hmm. she does do it to him all the time so
0: yeah and I like how like she's low-key gaslighting him because she's like um actually (laughs) Like Dan Viper you you've already fucked up
1: so many times today and you do do that to him all the time like how you gonna how you gonna act like he's the one in the wrong here yeah poor Dan
0: but her little moment with Leo was really sweet when she was like no like you're mortal now like I don't want you to get hurt like I I got that because we even saw when he was a white lighter she didn't want him to get that involved because she wanted to protect him so obviously now that he's human she like feels that even stronger exactly it it definitely makes sense aside from that
1: the little salt of margarita thing was funny and it's working for me and them kind of finding each other in the crowd more plot
0: yeah exactly
1: so in the alcove Piper is sitting down and Prue and Phoebe come in and Prue's like hey how's my stressed out sister and or something And Piper says, well, we moved past something and straight into everything. The view sucks. I don't recommend it. And then she asks how they're doing. And Prue says that there was nothing in the book. And Phoebe says, which makes sense because the Animen were created by careless magic, not supernatural evil. And Phoebe is working on a spell. And Prue asks if there's been any sign of them. And Piper says, well, I've been watching that one who came in here looking for Phoebe, but he doesn't seem so creepy. Phoebe looks over and smiles and Pri's like oh yeah the only magic Phoebe wants to work on him is personal that's her date and Piper says oh why do we seem to have a habit of gathering our men at the scene of a supernatural smackdown and Phoebe says it's part of our charm and then Daryl comes in and says hey to them and Piper says please tell me you're here for a nice romantic evening with your wife and Daryl says no that will be what I'm late for I'm here as a friend It's not my case, but I've heard a buzz, a string of violent crimes on campus, through your neighborhood, all the way to here, into the parking lot. The stolen car the assailants were driving is parked outside. A couple of units are on their way, so, and Prue says, thanks for the heads up, and Piper goes to warn security, and then Leo comes in with assault, and Tessa tells them Andrea and Brooke aren't here, but the guys are, and notices them. So, again, where I like their stressed out energy, they kind of raise anxiety levels and have everything going on at once different perspectives different views then Daryl comes in because god forbid we have an episode without Daryl
0: (laughs) and you know I'm glad it wasn't magically his case this time though so at least he just like heard about it (laughs) yeah
1: just heard a buzz
0: we also now know for sure that Daryl's married we didn't know that for for sure we found out a couple episodes ago that he had a baby and now we know he has a wife
1: Yeah definitely slowly learning more about Daryl very excited about it love that and aside from that still more of them just talking kind of joking around or whatever you see Ethan showed up for their date so that's cute.
0: So then we go back to the main area of P3 and the guys spot Phoebe and they all see who they are then the snake like peels some of the skin off of his face and there's like scales underneath and then prue asks how the spell is coming and daryl starts heading towards them and prue tells him no but he keeps going anyway so she astral projects in front of him to stop him and then she turns to like the animen and snake says make us human or by, by the time you find your friends they'll be dead and they like go to grab prue but just as they do that she like astral projects back Phoebe's doing the spell in the alcove and that's when Prue appears back and tells them that they hit the girls. Okay, we need to keep them human until we find out where they are. But they open the curtain because the spell's already finished and see that every single person in the club has been turned into an animal. And Piper's like, I don't have a permit for this kind of party.
1: Okay, I must say, how do they tend to do this? Like someone's peeling their face off in the middle of a club in public and there's scales underneath and then Prue just magically appears astro projects in front of daryl and astro projects away in front of all these people and not a single one of them notices
0: they're all wasted it's late at the club
1: <laughs> i guess but still like i feel like that's something like the people at least standing right next to them must have like like how it, it didn't make any sense to me I yeah. feel like it's something that they tend to do and somehow people still don't find out like how yeah like that would have been exposing but
0: yeah no there there are some times where the sisters should have been exposed
1: based on what they did but you
0: know plot's sake no one saw yeah. it
1: <laughs> plot's sake no one saw <laughs> <laughs> all right and now kind of screwed up the spell because everyone turned into an
0: animal so uh, this also makes problem. me wonder like how did they film this scene with all the animals like how did they put this together i mean i
1: assume like obviously like cgi and everything but like that's a I don't lot i think like. so
0: cgi at that time was not very good
1: so yeah i'm a little confused about it too then how do they do that can't they do like green screen type things
0: they could they could do that yeah
1: like you know I always saw like in twilight how the wolves like were literally men in green screen suits like I wonder if there was just a ton of people in like green screen suits but that was
0: over a decade later like they didn't have cgi that good and also twilight like the ones with the wolves those are multi-million dollar movies like charm did not have that budget
1: true yeah I don't know we'll have to like look look into that because now I'm kind of curious.
0: It might have just Um, been, because, I mean, in old Hollywood, they used to literally just have animals that were, like, actors. But to have that many is crazy. But, like, that's what, like, they could have done it separately with green screens, kind of like you're saying. Like, they have one Uh, animal sitting there, and then they kind of use the green screens to put them all together. To rest in there, yeah. Makes sense.
1: So, Piper is there telling Phoebe to fix it, and... Phoebe says Rome was not built in a day, Piper, and she says, yeah, but my club was ruined in the blink of an eye, and then they're still worried about finding their innocence, and Prue says, right before you cast the spell, Sneak said something about if we don't make them human, the girls will die, and Piper asks how much time they have, and they realize there's 35 minutes until midnight, (laughs) and then... Prue asks if Daryl said something about the stolen car parked outside and Piper says, yeah, followed by the police who are on their way here right now and Phoebe is going to work on fixing the spell and Prue and Piper need to find Brooke and Andrea so they can get medical attention in time and they have the rabbit and snake in boxes and are taking them with them and Piper freezes the room to keep the other animals from leaving and Phoebe announces that she is vegetarian and has never eaten any of them, just kind of like a funny joke, and Prue and Piper go up the stairs
0: outside. Yeah, so what we laughed at as Mia was reading is I wrote in the (laughs) comments, because they're like, oh, it's 35 minutes till midnight, I'm like, what the hell time did these people make their dinner reservations for 11 30? Like, I don't understand. it doesn't
1: make any sense. Because
0: like, daryl's like oh i'm late for dinner with my wife like babe the restaurant's closed it's 11 yeah. p.m
1: what i'm saying like it's
0: almost midnight what do you mean you're late for dinner what the and, hell like dan's still waiting like what time did he get there for dinner 10 of 30 like what time do you guys <laughs> have reservations for
1: it doesn't make any sense
0: like usually you got to dinner it's either seven eight or nine it's not 11:30. Yeah. 11
1: p.m maybe things are just different in san francisco
0: I guess. Yeah, like, what the hell? And, like, what? Like, you'd have to be going to a bar. Restaurants aren't even open that late.
1: Yeah, and you can't really make reservations at a bar most yeah. of the time. It doesn't work like that, but whatever, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're just, you know, having their casual 11 p.m. Valentine's Day dinner. Yeah, nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're outside and Pru and Piper are walking out, and Pru asks why she has to carry the poisonous steak and Piper's like, because you're the oldest. And Pru's like, so? She's like, so you've lived a full life. <laughs> and then they see the car, and they go over. They put the boxes down on the ground. Inside, we see that things unfreeze, and Phoebe's yelling at a dog for licking things, but, like, she's still working on the spell. Back outside, we see that they open the trunk and find the girls, They have a pulse, but they need to get them to the hospital ASAP. Then inside again, we see Phoebe has started casting the reversal spell and all the animals turn back into people. Then outside, we see the boxes burst open and Snake and Rabbit are human again. They start attacking the sisters. Fru uses her power to throw Rabbit into a box. Then, like, Snake is grabbing Piper and about to bite her. When Prue tells her to hold on and throws them both back against the wall, Rabbit comes jumping at Prue and knocks her over and she kicks him away. Piper's crawling away from Snake and she grabs like a two by four and like hits him in the nuts. And she's like, how's it feel to be a man now? Great moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then she punches him in the face and he falls to the ground and she's kind of like holding her hand. Then she sees that rabbit is running towards Prue and freezes him. Then Prue gets up and runs over to her and Piper's like oh should we put them like by each other so that like snake bites him and they kill each other but Prue says she has a better idea.
1: Lots of energy here in this scene. The people are back to human or I mean the animals went back to human. The girls are very close to death and then this cute little fight scene. Not cute but this fun fight scene and I love when we get to see Piper be kind of a badass because I feel like it doesn't happen for her too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. And I thought this was a really well choreographed fight. Like it looked really good. The chaos felt very controlled and very well put together. So I really enjoyed that fight scene. Agreed. Later outside, we see Snake and Rabbit in the back
1: of a cop car and they're human for good, but they're going to jail. And the sisters are all standing there as they're driven away. And Pru says, they got what they wanted. They get to be treated like humans. And Phoebe says, and Cage like them too. Then Daryl walks up to them and says, you three sure are rewriting my book on public service. And Piper asks if the girls will be okay. And he says that they're on their way to the hospital and they'll be fine. And then Prue says, remember what our biggest concern on Valentine's Day was who to spend it with? Piper's like, it still is. Prue's like, yeah, maybe for you. I was dateless tonight. Phoebe's like oh speaking of dates don't I have one in there and the sisters are laughing and they head inside together and Daryl like shakes his head and walks away so kind of just like a cute ending funny moment for Snake and Rabbit kind of funny that they ended up being human and you know now they're getting to go to jail like human and like I said cute sister moment between the girls they're all funny and I like that ending I think too.
0: Yeah, I I like this little ending, um, you know, the fact that they end up back in cages is kind of like this funny, karmic, like, irony for them, so I enjoyed that ending. I guess Daryl is gonna go to his midnight dinner with his wife now. (laughs) Yeah, gonna go meet her. I just love going out to dinner at midnight, so I totally get it. Yeah,
1: I I only get hungry around (laughs) then.
0: Typical dinner time. So then we go back inside of P3, and we see that the band is still performing, and Phoebe's dancing with Ethan. Piper and Prue are sitting by the bar, and Prue says, you know, I never knew how exhausting not having a job could be. And Piper's like, table four needs to be bust. And they both smile at each other, and Prue says that she's serious. She's like, having a job just made this whole charm thing less stressful, it gave me something else to worry about. She's like, so the Prue of old wins out after all. Prue says, I like being busy. I just need to find something that I love getting busy at. And then Piper says, speaking of getting busy, check out our little sister. And they look over and see like Ethan and Phoebe being real cute. And then Prue leaves. And then we go back by Phoebe and Ethan and we see them like dancing and having a good time together.
1: Yeah, that that felt very cute. I think like their energy, they looked very happy to be around each other and the way they both were the way piper and crew were talking about him like very cute i think
0: yeah this all felt like very sweet very sisterly um you know getting the idea that crew is always going to be someone who wants to be busy but like we've been saying all season she needs to find that thing that's really like makes her happy at the same time so i'm excited to find out what that will be me too
1: all right and then back by the bar dan is sitting there next to piper And Dan says, you're not a beck and call kind of girl. I get that. And Piper says, I have a job that takes time, a family that takes time, and me and you and making you and me work is going to take time. I need to know that you're willing to deal with it with me. And he says, you know, I am as long as you realize who I am. Sometimes I I get jealous. I wonder where you are and who you're with. And that's me. But you can't make me something I'm not. Work with me, yes, but change me, no. And Piper says, relationships are hard work. He says, especially on an empty stomach. Do you think we could talk about this over dinner? At this point, it's like 1 a.m. I was literally, yeah, like it doesn't make any sense, but okay. And they get up to go have their dinner, I guess. And she has to go back and grab her purse and says that she'll meet him outside. Where the hell are they going to go at 1 a.m.? I don't know.
0: They're going um, to the 24-hour diner. That's where their reservation is.
1: It must be. <laughs> um, and then she goes to the alcove and by her purse, sees that there's a card. And she opens it. And it's the For You Always card that Leo got. And it kind of like does a voiceover of what the card says while she's reading it. And it says, Piper, when we first met, you thought I was just a handyman. Well, I'm just a handyman again. The same guy you fell in love with the same guy who fell in love with you for who you are remember that and know that I'm not giving up and she looks up and over at him and there's some like deep serious eye contact and like in slow-mo with music playing they like slowly walk towards each other and they kiss and like have this amazing kiss but it was just kind of like a daydream and then it goes back to where she really is for real standing there looking at him reading the card And she smiles at him and he does too. And then he looks away and gets back to work and she leaves. And that is how they fucking leave us on this episode. Oh my God.
0: I'm going to say that I at first didn't remember that that was going to be a daydream. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I didn't know they were going to like kiss, but get it. And then I was like, fuck, it was fake.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Kind of sad that it wasn't real, but that came from Piper's mind. Like Piper- oh my god I'm sorry but even though I feel bad for Dan and everything I think it's very clear at this point like
0: his days are numbered I'm sorry Dan I don't want you to go but
1: yeah it's not it's not going to be much longer I mean look at Piper and Leo their history how much they still love each other at the end of the day Dan was kind of just a rebound to Piper and Leo's back and him saying all that like it's everything him not having to work the one thing that was in their way is like out of the way now you know like this is everything to Piper probably and I think we know that at this point the show definitely wants us to want Leo and Piper together
0: definitely I don't think there's any question about who we're supposed to believe Piper's soulmate is at this point I also am just like really picking up on this idea that like If Leo had stayed a white later, I think that Piper and Dan would have eventually figured it out. But I think that now that Leo's mortal, Leo's here, there's no way that Piper and Leo aren't getting back together.
1: I definitely agree with you. I mean, if if Leo had to stay gone and those things were happening, then yeah, Dan and Piper would have probably ended up staying together. But now that Leo's back, it's like she's got someone that she really wants.
0: And it's just it's going to happen it's just a matter of time and I'm just I'm sad because I like having Dan around but I don't know how much longer we have left with this character
1: me neither Um, I'm counting his days
0: me too but that
1: was very intense moment made my heart melt a little bit reading the note and I I can't wait to see how this goes sorry Dan yeah sorry Dan (laughs) (laughs)
0: rest in peace he's not even gone yet we're talking about him in the past I know
1: but we know damn well it's a matter of time so I feel like there's not much cliffhangers left aside from the you know wondering when this is going to happen with Dan and Leo but you know we still got Phoebe this is the first time we've seen her in college it looks like it's going well prue obviously wants to start up something new career-wise so i mean maybe we'll get closer to finding out what that is in the next couple of episodes
0: yeah totally and then do we think ethan's gonna stick around or we think this is another one episode love interest
1: no there wasn't enough of an interaction between them for this to last more than half the episode
0: like it did true
1: (laughs) i hate that they do this like why can't we have someone for phoebe when's it gonna happen
0: I don't know I don't know or do I
1: (laughs) (laughs) can't wait though we'll see we'll get there right now we've got we've got Piper Leo and Dan at play we need to figure some things out first
0: exactly anything else for the episode overall not really
1: I mean it was definitely a good one it didn't feel like too important of an episode aside from maybe the drama with you know Dan, Leo, and Piper, but aside from
0: that, I, I don't know, it was a good one, fun to watch, but, you know. Yeah, I'll say, um, I've always disliked this episode, and I don't even know why, but I actually did enjoy it, um, I enjoyed watching it, I enjoyed our conversation, so, like, this episode was not nearly as bad as I- thought it was going to be in my head for some reason I don't even know why I disliked this episode honestly yeah I never I
1: never really cared for it that much I never really like cared to watch it that much but talking about it it's you know we definitely found some good moments in here um and I still wouldn't say it's one of my favorites or that I feel like it's anything real important or real special but it was definitely a good episode overall
0: Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. The many plot holes aside, um, (laughs) it it wasn't bad. (laughs) Agreed. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok, at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. And join us back next time for season two, episode 14 Pardon my past.